0: Back to Tay Learning. My name's Danny. And I'm Olivia. We are your co-hosts. Olivia, how are you doing today? What's going on? What's your vibe? I am
1: so tired. I so Joe Jonas is one of my boys, okay? The same way that Harry Styles is one of your boys. And doing the research for this took so much out of me. I was literally up until 3 a.m. last night. Oh my god. Doing this research. To the point where I was trying to fall asleep last night and you know those TikTok sounds where it's just like a jumbled mess of all the trending TikTok sounds of that time and it's you know people use it in context of I can't get yeah. all these songs out of my head. That was me with all of the JoJo jo and his Taylor Swift songs about each other as I was trying to fall asleep and I could not sleep.
0: Oh my god so what time did you go to sleep?
1: Uh, last time I looked at the clock it was three in the morning. Oh. I don't know I don't know how long I laid there. <laughs> Amazing. So I am in the zone, to say the least. Love that for
0: you, because it was really hard to actually find stuff about this relationship, which is kind of a bummer. There's more stuff about after it ended than there was during the relationship, which I guess makes sense, because Joe Jonas and Taylor Swift only actually dated for three months. She loves these three-month relationships, evidently. Mm -hmm. They dated from July to October of 2008. That was 14 years ago. Makes me feel
1: so old. I know. There are people (laughs) in high school right now
0: that were born when Taylor Swift and Joe Jonas were dating. I hate that. I I hate
1: that. It makes me feel icky. Take it
0: back. Yeah, immediately. No, but I couldn't find like (laughs) anything about that relationship while it was happening. And I think part of the reason is because people didn't have phones on them to become their own version of paparazzi in the moment. They would have to have their digital camera on them primed and ready to take a photo. So it couldn't be as highly publicized as her later relationships.
1: Things didn't go viral like at that time either. So if you even made a post being like, I saw Joe Jonas and Taylor Swift, it wouldn't have taken off on the internet the way it does in modern it, day
0: with that being said i know that even though i researched a bunch and could not find anything that happened during those ill-fated three
1: months i know that you did so okay, take me through it because i'm curious okay so i guess for a little bit of context for those of you who are unfamiliar with joe jonas he is the middle brother in a boy band called the jonas brothers they uh, we were about three years or so into their career when Taylor met them. And this is right when they started taking off. It, you think Burning Up, Burning Up just came out. That's one of their biggest songs of all time, I think. The brothers, the oldest one is Kevin, Joe is the middle. Nick is the youngest in the band. They have a younger brother named Frankie. He just was never in the band. Just <laughs> Frankie, it's fine. <laughs> Wait, just so we're clear.
0: We were, we were both Joe girls, right? Joe was my boy.
1: I um. So Ivy, okay. So some history about my experience with the Jonas Brothers. I fell in love with the Jonas Brothers uh, during Camp Rock. So I didn't really know who they were before that. And so off the bat, of course, Joe Jonas was my favorite. He was the star in Camp Rock. And then the more I got to know them, the more I liked Nick. So I kind of oh became a God. Nick girly for a while. And then they broke up, and it was Nick's fault. So I was annoyed with Nick. Wait, but... who broke
0: up? The reason Taylor and Joe broke up?
1: No, the Jonas Brothers. I guess oh I wasn't God. specific. Okay, okay, yeah, I wasn't you're specific. So confused.
0: Oh! <laughs> okay okay all right
1: okay okay so <laughs> the jonas brothers broke up because nick wanted to pursue his own solo career because he thought he was a hot shot which he was he had a successful solo career <laughs> man i can successful solo career
0: okay just so we're clear he performed at my alma mater and evidently he was not very nice to people when he performed like apparently he was kind yeah, of a diva
1: though yeah he definitely is a diva but like fine he's a hot diva so
0: (laughs) yeah and fine (laughs) and he dropped he dropped bangers
1: chains was so good yeah he did great jealous whatever okay so moving on now in modern days like I still love Nick but he's like if I fuck, Mary, kill the Jonas Brothers, I'd kill Kevin because I'd only want platonic things with Kevin. I don't want to fuck or marry him, but I'd fuck Nick and marry Joe because Joe's the marriage material.
0: Oh my God. Okay. First of all, justice for Kevin. Second, I know, but
1: it's, it's only because I want to be best friends with him. I don't want to marry him. So you him kill him? him? That's the only option. <laughs> I love What do the they Kevin. all say?
0: that's what they all say
1: but basically now i'm a joe girly even though i still really love dick that's Back my story point. with the brothers
0: <laughs> so now now you have joe bro's background if you were living under a rock between the years 2006 and yes. 2012 and They're also big deal. 2019
1: to now mm-hmm. um they were the it boy band of 2008 basically this is before one direction is a huge deal one direction was like their successor boy I say band, one direction whatever.
0: didn't even exist in 2008
1: Yeah. See, I don't even know because I was so loyal to the Jonas Brothers. I don't know anything about One Direction. So that's what I got you for. 2010. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) I will try my best to remember that for you. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's kind of the context here. Taylor Swift in 2008, uh, she had her debut album that came out in 2006. Fearless was being ramped up to come out later in 2008 ended up coming out in November. So after her and Joe broke up. So that's kind of where they are in their careers. In June 2008, this is when it is speculated that Taylor and Joe meet. and I have evidence to back it up. We'll get there eventually. Part of the evidence is in June 2008, the burning up music video drops. And in this video, each brother has a love interest. And It's really important the way that each one of these love interests are portrayed because Nick famously was dating Miley Cyrus for a while, broke up with her and then started dating Selena Gomez. It caused a lot of drama in the Disney circle (laughs) because they're all Disney kids. And Nick had Selena Gomez cameo in the music video as his love interest because they started dating in real life. So clearly the love interests. In this music video, were important and reflective of real life. Joe's love interest in the video had long, curled blonde hair and was wearing this little headband like across her forehead, like hippie style, very reminiscent of how Taylor wore headbands in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. No one confirmed if this really meant to be a version of Taylor Swift, but it's just it's just too interesting not to mention. And then in July of two thousand eight, this is when. We speculate that their relationship truly started. Taylor performs Should Have Said No with the Jonas Brothers on their Burning Up Tour. I
0: can't
1: you me this Wasn't worth it. It's featured in their 3D concert experience if you ever want to watch it. It's real cute. Joe is the one that announces her to the crowd and he doesn't say anything super special, just ladies and gentlemen, this is Taylor Swift, but he's the one that does it, which I think is important. For context about the Jonas Brothers and their performance or how they performed. So Kevin would play guitar and sing backup vocals. Joe didn't play the guitar and he would sing lead vocals or backup to Nick when Nick would sing lead vocals and play guitar. So basically Joe and Nick would take turns leading. Yeah. During Should Have Said No, Nick only sung backup vocals and Joe and Taylor duetted the song together, kept like making eye contact and flirting on stage, dancing with each other, walking next to each other. Very obviously they had something going on, especially because whenever the Jonas Brothers would perform with like Miley Cyrus, Nick's girl, Nick would be the one like center stage with Miley. So it's important to note that when they perform with a singer who one of them is dating, the one that's dating them is like stuck to her side during the whole performance. So later in July 2008, Joe actually flies to Wyoming to watch Taylor open for Rascal Flats. That's all the information I have on that, but he does do that. Mm. And then in early August 2008... Ryan Seacrest asked Joe if he's dating Taylor Swift. Joe says, she's a great girl. And I think anyone would be lucky to date her. Mm,
0: what a good PR answer. <laughs> and good for you, Ryan Seacrest for stirring the pot.
1: It's kind of a funny interview because Nick was harassed about Selena Gomez at first and he responded, she's a great girl. I think anyone would be lucky to date her. So it was kind of like a jab at nick to make fun of him because it was like made a big deal of beforehand so it was kind of a joke but also i'm sure he meant what he said later in august 2008 taylor performed should have said no with the jonas brothers again at madison square garden and then a little bit later in august 2008 this is where it gets kind of like fan speculation almost So the Jonas Brothers uploaded this short, goofy skit on YouTube called Scratch and Sniff Jonas. The skit includes all three brothers and Demi Lovato, and you can see Taylor hiding behind the camera in the reflection of a mirror as the camera pans across the room at the five second mark. So Taylor's there hanging out with all of them. Why wouldn't she just be on camera? Because the Jonas Brothers, their management didn't allow them to have public relationships with women because they were because
0: the purity ring
1: thing love interests.
0: And they weren't allowed to have love interests because that was their entire shtick was they were pure or whatever. Then why was Demi Lovato there?
1: Because they they had worked with Demi Lovato on Camp Rock. So they they had a public, like career relationship and they very publicly helped Demi write her first album. And everything like that. So their management also didn't want them to be public with their relationships because the Jonas Brothers were a boy band with a bunch of fangirls who had crushes on them too. And they were worried that they wouldn't be as popular with the teenage girls if they were all paired off already. So
0: interesting okay
1: they all had to keep their relationships secret and it put strain on all of their relationships i know it put strain on nick's relationship with miley and nick's relationship with selena obviously clearly joe and taylor had some issues with it as well Mm -hmm. so they broke up in august of 2008 and taylor quickly writes a song about their breakup to include it as a last minute addition on her album fearless which came out in november of 2008 know this one forever and always Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was there when you said forever
0: and always. feel like I'm in class right now.
1: <laughs> You're gonna get Tay Learned today. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> so some of the notable lines will obviously go into more detail picking this song apart on a later episode, but some notable lines are was I out of line did I say something way too honest made you run and hide like a scared little boy I looked into your eyes that I knew you for a minute now I'm not so sure I stare at the phone he still hasn't called and then you feel so low you can't feel nothing at all and you flash back to when he said forever and always and the tone of her voice during this song was 100% angry She was so mad. Yeah, I mean, since it had just happened, like the breakup had just happened, of course she's angry. In an interview with People Magazine, Taylor says about this song that it is, quote, about watching someone completely fade away in a relationship and wondering what you did wrong.
0: Sometimes I think like, wow, three months, that's it to get this emotional? But once again, as I said before, and I'll continue to say- I've had situationships where no one said the words forever and always to me that I've been bent up over before. So yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. Yeah.
1: And he told her that he loved her and he was always gonna be with her. And and I can't even like the one. I can't
0: even shit talk that because I think I told a guy that I loved him after like two months before.
1: Yeah, it happens sometimes. Like it is what it is. (laughs) Crazy. And they were teenagers. It's always more exaggerated when you're a teenager. So Whatever, yeah, and then pretty soon after they break up, Joe starts dating Camilla Bell, who is an actress. Um, she at this time in her life had most recently starred in 10,000 BC. I'm not very well versed in actors and actresses, so I can't list anything else she was in, but she's an actress. And then in November of 2008, Taylor posts a vlog on her MySpace and she is holding up a Joe Jonas camp rock doll and says. This one even comes with a phone, so he can break up with other dolls. And then she pulls up a Taylor Swift doll and then says to the Taylor Swift doll, "Stay away from him, okay?" Oh, she was so mad.
0: She was so she was so mad. mad. It almost seems like she wasn't even heartbroken. She was just pissed off and embarrassed. Angry, yeah. Like I, I compare and, that to the Jake God. Gyllenhaal relationship, and with Jake Gyllenhaal, it was just sad and devastating. And with Harry Styles, it was this big blend of emotions of joy and sadness and less mm-hmm. so anger. With Joe Jonas, she just wanted to voodoo all that man.
1: I think this was her first high profile relationship as well. This is her first celebrity that she ever dated before Joe. I think she only dated like in real life during high school, so it was kind of a different dynamic. And on top of that. I think she considered Joe her first, like, heartbreak. The anger, I understand. I definitely crappy, like, Facebook statuses, tweets on Twitter, with too much information about this boy who broke up with me. God forbid, like, being a famous star and going through this.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm not going to say this in, like, to to shit talk on Taylor or anything like that, but she didn't entirely help her image about the man-eater image she was talking about or about how angry or defensive she gets after relationships being the breakup girl this was her first one she didn't know what she was getting herself into but you know she learned pretty quickly when you overshare about your relationship like that's how she got that image it was Mm -hmm. half because of the misogyny that the world has and how much they want to hate on successful women but the other half was because of stuff like holding up two dolls and making a big deal of it i get it she was a teenager i would have done that same Mm -hmm. thing probably but she did not help herself i will say that and i think she knows that now and then we get to ellen (laughs) ellen so this is where i pick up in the timeline because i didn't know any (laughs) of that stuff november of 2008 taylor on her pr tour for fearless goes on to the ellen show to talk about fearless obviously Forever and Always was on this album. So she was ready to mm-hmm. talk Yes, about she was. what was happening with the Joe Jonas situation. And the iconic line that everybody refers to, including Joe Jonas today and Taylor Swift today, and even Sophie Turner, who is Joe Jonas's current wife, yep. to that, says, quote, when I find that person that is right for me, he'll be wonderful. And when I look at that person, I'm not even going to be able to remember the boy who broke up with me over the phone in 25 seconds when I was 18. Yep. Now it turns out it was actually a 27 second phone call. But mm-hmm. she does
1: quickly correct herself, but.
0: She does. But mm-hmm. something, something that I didn't know until I was researching, and this will come up when we bring up Joe Jonas's response to this. It was 27 yep. seconds because she hung up on him. Yep. She hung up on him. I yep. love Taylor, Taylor Swift. I love you so yep. much. How are you gonna say it's a 27-second phone call? He broke up with me in 27. You hung up on him. Yep. And then dragged him for it. Dragged him through <laughs> the mud. <laughs> and she did it herself. Again, Taylor, I love you. I am also a drama queen. Baby, I'm a Leo. I know. But mm-hmm. girly pop, what are you doing? Yep. <laughs>
1: And we know that she for sure was talking about Joe Jonas during this little interview because Ellen specifically pulls up a photo of Joe and displays it on the big screen and is like, are there any songs about that guy on this album? And Taylor says, there's one about that guy. That guy's not in my life anymore, unfortunately. That's an ouch. I got a last minute recording session when it was going downhill. My label let me record that song right before the album had to be done. It's called Forever and Always. So she was... She put it out there.
0: It's so funny because now in her life, she's very, very quiet about her relationship with Joe Alwyn. She's kept pretty secretive about her relationships for the past several years, if I'm being honest. Not here. She was like, it Mm -hmm. was, it's like the Mm -hmm. Katy Perry thing where Katy Perry was like, it was Taylor Swift. And this is her being like, it was Joe Jonas. Yeah, they were messy. (laughs) Oh yeah, they were so messy. But after she said that on Ellen's show, which Ellen's show was one of the biggest things in the world at that time. Mm -hmm. Definitely one of the biggest talk shows, if not the biggest talk show. Joe went to what everyone would have done in the year 2008, to his MySpace page. Mm -hmm. Went to MySpace and he was talking about the call to where he said, quote, for those who have expressed concern over the 27 second phone call, I called to discuss feelings with the other person. Those feelings were obviously not well received. I did not end the conversation. Someone else did. Phone calls can only last as long as the person on the other end of the line is willing to talk. A phone call can be pretty short when someone else ends the call. The only difference in this conversation was that I shared something the other person did not want to hear. There were later attempts at communication that had no response. So she ended the phone call. And again, I get it. So I've been broken up with over the phone before. And... I didn't hang up. I'm actually kind of envious because I went into full, like, no, we'll talk about this later when we see each other in person. Like, no, please don't do this. And Taylor was like, um, goodbye. Like, Yep. And did not talk to him ever again. (laughs) At least for the time being, I'm I'm kind of jealous because I did not have Mm -hmm. that kind of pride at When I got broken up with over the phone, I was not as bold as she was. So yeah, I'm kind of jealous.
1: I couldn't find quotes from Taylor or anything. This is kind of just a stored fandom knowledge in my brain of being part of the fandom of both Taylor and Jonas Brothers during this time. I know that she kind of implied that he cheated on her because he so quickly ended up dating Camilla Bell after their breakup, which... I don't think he cheated on her i think he was just ready to move on as soon as he broke up with her and when you're a teenager nothing else makes sense in your brain because technically you're supposed to give time after the relationship to get over it and then move on but you know you're a teenager you don't understand what it's like to break up with somebody and be already done with them and ready to move on the second you call it quits
0: you know what it's giving it's giving traitor by olivia rodrigo I guess you didn't cheat,
1: but you're still a traitor.
0: I guess you yes. didn't cheat, but you're still
1: a traitor. Yes, I think Taylor would have vibed that song in 2008. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in Joe Jonas's MySpace statement, he also says. I never cheated on a girlfriend. It might make someone feel better to assume or imply that I have been unfaithful, but it is simply not true. Maybe there were reasons for a breakup. Maybe the heart moved on. Perhaps feelings changed. I am truly saddened that anything would potentially cause you, my fans, to think less of me. Because his fans were giving him shit for the 27-second phone call. Mm. So they they weren't just like blindly taking Joe's side. They were giving him a lot of shit. And um, then he goes on to explain the 27-second phone call. And then ends with, anytime you are in a relationship, for any length of time, there are going to be issues. Sometimes they resolve. Other times they lead to a change of heart. This was the case recently. I wish best for the other person, but could not sit back any longer and leave our fans with a wrong impression of the truth. Hope this helps enlighten a little.
0: And I don't even think that that's a bad response. It's just I feel like they both handled this so piss poorly. Because frankly, she shouldn't have hung up on him. Well, part of me is jealous mm-hmm. because she held her pride and was like, nope, not doing this. Hang up. Exactly. She shouldn't have hung up on him. And she shouldn't have put him on blast for the length of the phone call in particular, which is still not- a notorious pop culture moment when oh, yeah. she was the reason it was that way. We don't know what was said on the call. We never will know. But he shouldn't have called her. Like, I don't know.
1: You don't have any way to see each other in person. I I don't know. I... I guess i have a little more grace for that scenario because they are both these upcoming stars with busy schedules and he was done they dated for three months i'm sure he didn't want to drag it out to whenever the next time they were going to be able to see each other and then do it then and only just like pretend for a few weeks before they could see each other like what's worse ending it now over the phone when you're feeling it or dragging it out for more and more weeks and like leaving that person to believe things are fine and just to do it in person when they already went out of their way to see you.
0: See, I don't know, because when I got broken up with over the phone, it's that same concept, right? I was about to move to Kansas City in part to be with this guy, right? And so mm-hmm. I was going to be home in a week. I was going to be back to, well, home. I was going to be to Kansas City in a week. We were going to see yeah. each other in just in like a week. And he called me and that was his, that was his reasoning was, well, I wasn't feeling it anymore. And I was like, you didn't even do me the grace, the courtesy to see me in person after however many months we'd been dating. And he was like, but I wasn't feeling it anymore. And he made that same argument. So somebody who has been on the receiving end of that, I literally would have rather enjoyed that last week that I was living in Washington, D.C. I had a trip to New York planned and been in blissful. Mm-hmm. Like I would have taken the red pill. I would have rather taken the red pill and lived in bliss. Yeah, 49ers. but
1: I think it's important to note. That's a situation that you knew all the moving parts in. Whereas we don't know if Joe and Taylor had anything planned to see each other, or if it was still in the works of going out of their way to make it work. Like you were moving back to where he lived. Taylor and Joe didn't live in the same place. They had to go out of their way to, he had to fly to Wyoming to go to her show. She had to fly to New York to go to his show. They went out of their way for each other to see each other in person. So I can see that Joe wouldn't want to do that. He's also still a teenager. You, know, This is just a very messy situation. He did want to break up with her to pursue Camilla Bell. So I'm sure he wanted to get the ball rolling on that too. It's just, I don't think there was going to be a good way. And Taylor was not going to take it well, no matter what.
0: that's probably true and we don't know what happened on that call it's entirely possible that he called her and all he said was hey i'm not really into this anymore and i want to break up it's possible he called her and said so i've been having some thoughts about our relationship and i don't really see this progressing and she went click we have no idea how delicate
1: he was Mm -hmm. and we don't know what his intentions were if he was going to offer like let's meet in person like we don't know what happened on that call but we know that taylor was upset and we also know because Later in November 2008, Taylor interviews with OK Magazine at the CMAs and is asked about Joe and Camilla's relationship. And she says, quote, They've been together since we broke up. That's why we broke up, because he met her. So she feels jaded, and this kind of starts her resentment toward Camilla as well, which is important to note for things that happen later. This is one of my favorite Jonas Brothers' ex-girlfriends moment. So there's this phenomenon that is lovingly called the Jonas Brothers' ex-girlfriends club, where for some reason, all of Joe's and Nick's ex-girlfriends make friends after they date the Jonas Brothers I would too honestly to be petty because I love being petty so in February 2009 Taylor and Miley Cyrus performed Taylor's song 15 as a duet at the Grammys 15,
0: somebody tells you they love you. believe it.
1: for a reminder of context Miley Cyrus and Nick dated for a couple years prior to this. Taylor and Joe obviously dated. So these are two Jonas Brothers ex girlfriends. At the Grammys, when they're performing 15, the Jonas Brothers are in attendance in the audience. So two of their exes are up there singing a song that could be aimed at them in some lines, you know? Thought I was going to marry him one day, but I realized some bigger dreams of mine, yada, yada, yada. And the important thing to note during this performance is Miley sings the line, laughing at the other girls who think they're so cool, we'll be out of here soon as we can. When she sings, we'll be out of here soon as we can, she turns to Taylor and gives her a very pointed look as if she's making this Really funny inside joke to Taylor. She has wide eyes, eyebrows raised, big smile, and she's making the let's get out of here hand gesture. This is important because literally after their performance, Taylor and Miley ditch the Grammys right before the Jonas Brothers go on stage to perform. They ditch the Grammys to then go to the Sunny with a Chance launch party. Sunny with a Chance is Demi's Disney Channel show. At this launch party, Selena Gomez is also there. For context with Demi and Selena, Demi kind of had a flirtationship with Joe. She had this massive crush on Joe, but he kind of had a womanizer image. He did it a lot of girls in the Disney circle. Selena was in a relationship with Nick at the time. So Taylor and Miley meet up with Demi and Selena and hang out all night. Three days later, Selena breaks up with Nick and publicly hangs out with Miley. Nick's ex also. So they're just doing all these petty things to get back at the Joe Bros. I just, I love the drama. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: love all the drama. And we flash forward to June 2009, where the Jonas brothers release their album, Lines, Vines, and Trying Times, which I actually love that album. And the album name is so slick and whatever. <laughs> so they released that album. And there is a song on that album called Much Better. Mm hmm.
1: I'd ever need the girl in front of me She's much better
0: Much better was never officially confirmed to be about Taylor Swift but there is literally a lyric in there I got a rep for breaking hearts Now I'm done with superstars and all the tears on her guitar I'm not better. Now I'm done with you Stars, all the tears on her guitar, I'm not, yep. tears on her guitar. I'm, I'm not even gonna say the name of the song i'm just gonna play a clip a reason for the
1: on my guitar. come on yeah it- this is a clear reference it's just obvious he doesn't have to say it's about taylor swift he knows who it's about i, d- I couldn't find the date where he it did this during a live performance, the bros. He changed the lyric to um, Now I'm Done with Country Stars and All the Tears on Her Guitar. And this is just so obviously about Taylor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's important to note for later context that the song continues to go on with Now I See Everything I'd Ever Need is the girl in front of me. She's much better, basically being like, camilla bell is much better than taylor swift i want to fight with you make up tonight with you you're much better he repeats over and over you're much better bonus fun fact with this song in the second verse joe sings now i've got some enemies and they're all friends suddenly bffs eternally but i'm not bitter and i think this line references the jonas brothers ex-girlfriend club
0: (laughs) oh olivia you do know what time it is we got to talk about our favorite sponsor anchor
1: So then in July of 2009, Joe and Camilla break up and the Jonas Brothers perform much better live and Joe changes the lyric to, I get a rap for breaking hearts. Now I'm done with movie stars. I <laughs> roll. Whatever, Joe.
0: Then we go to November of 2009, where Taylor Swift is hosting SNL. And if you've ever seen SNL, you know that they do a monologue. If you're the host, you have your monologue, it's your thing. And some are standouts. And this monologue is no doubt an objective standout because Taylor Swift wrote the monologue song. La, 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 this is. And in it, it's she so does cute. <laughs> references to like her boyfriend at the time was Taylor Lawton a spoiler alert, but he'll have his own thing. And someone she was feuding with, which was Kanye West. But mm-hmm. when it comes to Joe, she sings, you might think I'd bring up Joe, the guy who broke up with me on the phone, but I'm not going to mention him. She rolls her eyes here in my monologue. Hey, Joe, I'm doing real well. Tonight I'm hosting SNL, but I'm not going to brag about that. In my
1: monologue. Yeah, and this is especially petty because Joe had always talked about how it was a dream of his to one day host SNL and Taylor beat him to it and literally rubbed his face in it.
0: Just roasted him with this iconic monologue. I'm doing
1: well because I'm hosting SNL. But I'm not going to brag about that. In my monologue. (laughs) And then in October 2010, we're really skipping around here now because they don't really talk about each other much anymore. But next thing that comes out is Speak Now. On Speak Now, Taylor has a couple songs that are about Joe Jonas. The most infamous one is Better Than Revenge. We've touched on Better Than Revenge a couple times in the past. It is probably Taylor Swift's most misogynistic song because she comes for Camilla in this one. She says... She's not a saint and she's not what you think She's an actress
0: Yeah. So something that you mentioned in our red episode about girl at home, about it bothers you of like, calling her a stupid girl or maybe i'd be into it if i were mm-hmm. a stupid girl whatever those like misogynistic undertones there these are full-blown misogynistic overtones i understand yes. that this song is catchy i've never been a fan of better than revenge because it's like such blatant slut shaming it's not subtle it's gunning for yes. her when it's not her fault like i get Mm-mm. that feeling but
1: see i do really love better than revenge however that line always rubbed me wrong even back in 2010 when it came out I did not like that line there's some speculation in the Swifty community that maybe she won't re-record better than Revenge I hope she edits the lyrics and re-records it because otherwise I really like the song she did a good job producing it it sounds great the lyrics just need to be changed. So a little more info that she releases in Better Than Revenge, she starts the song with, the story starts when it was hot and it was summer and I had it all. I had him right there where I wanted him. She came along, got him alone and let's hear the applause. She took him faster than you can say sabotage. Her and Joe Jonas literally dated throughout summer 2008. And then as soon as they broke up, He dated Camilla Bell. He broke up with her because he met Camilla and wanted to date Camilla. But my favorite part of the song is the outro. In the outro, she sings, Do you still feel like you know what you're doing? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. Let's hear the applause. Come on, show me how much better you are. So much better, yeah? See, you deserve some applause because you're so much better.
0: That much better from the Joe Burrows. It's
1: so much better. <laughs> and this is probably why I love Better Than Revenge because I eat up that pettiness. I <laughs> just, I love when they call each other out by referencing each other's songs. I just, I don't know. I love it. And the other song that's about Joe Jonas on Speak Now is Last Kiss. Never song We'd Ever Lay. And we know that this is about Joe because back during this era of Taylor's songwriting, she would include secret messages in her lyric booklets. She'd capitalize random letters that ended up spelling something out. And the secret message for Last Kiss was forever and always. Mm -hmm. And then in September of 2011, Joe is spotted at the Speak Now tour, watching during last Kiss in San Jose. He went to multiple of the Speak Now shows around this time.
0: Was it San Jose or was it San Diego? Nope, it was San Jose.
1: Are you sure? And I, I know what you're thinking. it was it was San Jose,
0: ok. Sorry. continue then.
1: I know what you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> so something that I thought was funny. the video of Joe at this show, Um, was taken by a fan and when Taylor sings the line I never thought we'd have a last kiss the fan yells it's not gonna be your last kiss now because Joe Jonas is literally five people away from her with that in mind in October 2012 Red releases and the song Holy Ground is known to be about Joe and right there where we stood was Holy Ground The secret message is when you came to my show in SD, there's a lot of speculation about what Taylor meant by SD because Joe came to her San Jose show. He did not go to her San Diego show because he was in Europe and she didn't perform in South Dakota. So there's a lot of question about what exactly the SD means. If Taylor literally just doesn't remember what show he came to or what, but. He was definitely at the San Jose show. (laughs) Kind of interesting. Parallel between Holy Ground and Last Kiss. In Holy Ground, Taylor says, I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. And in Last Kiss, she says, I'm not much for dancing, but for you I did. Mm. Then in May 2013, Joe interviews with SiriusXM where he's asked if he thinks Taylor is unfairly getting a bad rep or if she earned that bad rep. This is around the time that everyone's saying, you know, she's a man eater, can't stay in a relationship for more than three months. She's a serial dater, blah, blah, blah. Joe says, I'm happy for Taylor. She's an incredible musician, and you can see that her songwriting skills are really good. She's on top of her game. But yeah, the girl likes to date. (laughs) And then later on in December 2013, Joe gets a piece written about his life in New York magazine, and he says... I genuinely don't have any resentment against any of my exes, so I'm not going to disparage anyone that I was in a relationship with. Only I might put it in my music a little bit and hint at it, tease it a little bit here and there. Just enough for the fans and the people who really know the story. But I'm not openly going to say, yeah, actually, this person is a bitch and she did this to me. I don't feel the need to do that to sell records.
0: In May 2015, in an interview, when Joe was asked about being the subject of forever and always... He responds, that's part of being a musician, I guess. You write songs about each other. And despite the subsequent breakup, he did say that he and Taylor are on good terms, saying, she's great. Yeah, we're friends. In this industry, you meet a lot of people and you stay in touch. Obviously, it's tough to be friends with people that are always constantly traveling. But yeah, we're cool. But then he was asked if he was single. And he said, I'm a single man. So at that point, that was true in 2015. Mm -hmm. Just for side context here that was true yes. then in november of 2016 joe jonas does start dating yet another tall queen in sophie turner the queen of the north freedom, 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 freedom.
1: you're skipping a relationship what am i it's important gg did. oh i guess i didn't i didn't think that that mattered i mean joe and taylor hung out because of it. Oh my God. Yeah. So in June, 2015, Joe starts dating Gigi Hadid, who is friends with Taylor and Taylor posts a picture on her Instagram of her and her boyfriend, Calvin Harris, hanging out on Calvin's boat with Gigi and Joe. So that is officially a statement that they're on good terms. They're on a double date together.
0: I forgot about that part. You're right. I was wrong. (laughs) But he and Gigi do end up breaking up, and he does start dating the Queen of the North, Sophie Turner, in November of 2016, which 2016 was a rough year for Taylor Swift. Can't wait to get into that more. But it yeah. seems to be great for Joe. He starts dating exactly. Sophie Turner. He proposes, like a year later, October of 2017, they get married in a secret ceremony on May 1st of 2019. And now they have two babies together. They just welcomed their second child last month, actually.
1: I love, I love them together. I <laughs> do so cute. too. So then skipping years, because at this point they were teenagers when they dated. They're adults now in healthy relationships of their own. They're not out to get each other. But in May, 2019, Taylor goes on Ellen and Ellen asks, what is the most rebellious thing you did as a teenager? And Taylor answers, Probably when I put Joe Jonas on blast on your show, that was too much. I was 18. We laugh about it now, but that was some mouthy. Yeah, just some teenage stuff there. <laughs> so she's embarrassed about her original. It was, it was Joe out of pocket. On blast. It, was, it, out of it pocket. was out of pocket. <laughs> she says, that was too much. (laughs) In June 2019, Joe interviews with ITV and he's asked if he's glad to receive a public apology from Taylor. And he said, Yeah, I mean, it did feel nice. It's something that I was probably feeling pretty bad about when I was younger. But at the end of the day, I've moved on and I'm sure Taylor has moved on too. it feels nice. And we're all friends. It's all good. We were so young.
0: Let me flash forward. We're in 2020. Folklore comes out. In July of 2020, and on that album is my favorite song from folklore, Invisible String.
1: string And
0: Invisible String has a line, Cold was the steel of my axe to grind for the boys who broke my heart. Now I send their babies presents. And this feels to be a reference to the birth of Sophie and Joe's first baby, which did happen like right before mm-hmm. Folklore came out, but she might've sent some preemptive stuff to them. Yeah. I don't know,
1: but that that's what it feels like. And Joe is the only ex I know of that has a baby. That sounds right. I think so. That feels like it's what it's referencing is
0: Fi and their baby. Yeah.
1: And especially knowing the context that she sent Katy Perry's baby a gift. I so believe the, it. So the boys
0: and the girls the broke her heart I guess.
1: Yep. <laughs> and then in April 2021 Fearless Taylor's version releases and there are two vault tracks that I guess speculated to be about Joe Jonas. I believe it as canon. These are about Joe Jonas. This is my opinion. So you all over me. No amount of freedom gets you clean. I still got you are She sings the best and worst day of June was the one that I met you with your hands in your pockets and your Don't You Wish You Had Me grin. They dated July to October, speculated they met in June. This is why I believe they met in June. And just Um,
0: a a reminder to the audience these songs, even though they came out in 2021, they are vault tracks.
1: They were written. Yeah, they were written by 18 year old Taylor. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And there is a lyrical parallel in this line as well, with your hands in your pockets and you don't you wish you had me grin in last kiss, she sings, I love how you walk with your hands in your pockets. So I guess Joe had a tendency to walk with his hands in his pockets. And it's one of those small things that Taylor romanticized another parallel between these two songs that I don't know if it has any real significance, but it's fun to point out in you all over me she sings once the last drop of rain had stride off the pavement shouldn't i find a stain but i never do and in last kiss she sings i do recall now the smell of the rain fresh on the pavement i ran off the plane Aww. and then mr perfectly fine Hello. I loved this song. So good. So fun. I can't believe it didn't make the original album or any album. Like she didn't even save it for speak now. I think it's such a good song. (laughs) The parallels on this one kind of blew my mind. In Mr. Perfectly Fine, she sings, Mr. Looked Me in the Eye and Told Me You Would Never Go Away. In Forever and Always, she sings, You looked me in the eye and told me you loved me. And then in Last Kiss, she sings, you told me you loved me, so why did you go away? So they're all like variations of each other. Yeah. Looked me in the eye and told me you would never go away. You looked me in the, in the eye and told me you loved me. You, looked, you told me you loved me, so why did you go away? Looking in the eye, telling her that he loved her and going away. Yeah, it's just a Venn diagram. So that's why I believe those songs
0: are about Joe Jonas. <laughs> also, when Mr. Perfectly Fine came out, Sophie Turner posted, well, it's not not a bop. Sophie Turner and Taylor Swift are on great terms. And Taylor Swift responded like to my queen in the north forever bending a knee. Yes. When Sophie posted that. So like she she kind of confirmed that it was about Joe canonically for me that with so that. Much. But also yes. Sophie, Sophie roasting Joe Jonas in the name of Taylor Swift is is amazing. My brand. I,
1: I'm here for it. It's so funny he ended up with a Swifty. <laughs> A couple months after Fearless Taylor's version comes out in June 2021, Joe interviews with BuzzFeed and he's asked if he would ever re record an album and which would he pick? Joe answers, I think I would probably re record our entire first album. Just do something like what Taylor did recently, which I thought was very clever. And then in November 2021, Joe and Sophie are in the audience at Taylor's SNL hosting and they are rumored to party together at the after party. And then coming to 2022, modern era, June 2022, Joe performs the Jonas Brothers in Las Vegas and they perform much better. And Joe changes the lyrics to, I get a rep for breaking hearts. Now I'm cool with superstars and all the tears on her guitar and the crowd loses their mind
0: (laughs) i love it most recently when we say modern era we mean like yesterday or the day before literally yes Uh, and shout out to ashley page nicholson on tiktok for recording this screen recording this moment for real girl and posting this so that we could see this she screen recorded and posted a video of a live that joe and sophie did last night or the night before on that live they are asked which taylor swift album is their favorite and i really wanted sophie to be like i'm um, fearless <laughs> like you i know, know. can you
1: imagine <laughs> absolutely
0: roast his ass but instead she said that 1989 was her favorite album and it was full of bangers and then she also drops a piece of information which i i cannot wait to dig into an episode yeah, about we can't just glaze over we can't we can't just glaze over she drops a piece of information that reputation was in big part inspired by game of thrones
1: mm-hmm. can't by Sansa wait Arya stark specifically
0: so i cannot wait to do uh taylor of thrones game of taylor episode but she says that same what did joe say again i can't remember what joe said
1: um she asked him if he knew that fun fact and he goes really that's really cool and 1989 is a great album bangers bangers
0: just absolutely no reference to the fact that there are songs about him yeah. but whatever
1: yeah and he was like so supportive too of Sophie's gushing over 1989 because she was literally gushing she's hands down best album my favorite album of all time probably and he goes yeah yeah bangers bangers babe you
0: know like <laughs> Well, I guess there are no songs about Joe on 1989. So maybe he was like wiping sweat off his forehead. Like, thank God.
1: He's just like so sweet to Sophie about Taylor because she's a fan. And I think that's wonderful.
0: Dude, Sophie Turner is living a fanfic life. Like she loved the Jonas Brothers and Taylor Swift. She was just a normal person before she like was on Game of Thrones. She was like us. Yeah, (laughs) and then she ended up marrying her childhood crush and she's friends with like one of her childhood idols. I can't
1: yeah what does it feel like to live experience? my dream not fair and she got to be a badass character on game of thrones <laughs> the queen in the north <laughs> anyway
0: um i'd say sorry for the spoiler but the end of game of thrones was over three years ago at this point if it hasn't been spoiled for you um that's not my fault <laughs> the reason that i like this episode and that i like the joe Jonas story is much like with the Katy perry story it has a really happy ending like it, it wraps Same. up in a really nice um, bow and yes, i think that there's does. so much to
1: be said for that comes full circle
0: an inspiration to us all about Mm -hmm. the growth that you can have when it's been a long time I've said it before and I'll say it again I would love to have a drink with one of my exes from long ago just to be like yo what the hell was that right yeah why did we say that yeah and she (laughs) because they were
1: both entirely petty and awful both of them they're both teenagers they were out of pocket <laughs> both of them god, god and i know i was the exact same way as a teenager only i didn't have a platform
0: <laughs> yeah literally if anybody saw the stuff that i said and not even oh, just as a god. teenager from like all the way up to 22 i was saying stuff that was out of pocket about exes yeah
1: yeah oh, but that is that is their love story
0: <laughs> that's the story for now for now Things can always change, but I think it probably will just stay positive. Mm. So, Danny, in the name of Tay Learning, what have you Tay Learned? I'm going to guess it's the exact same thing you did, which is public knowledge, so it's kind of embarrassing that we didn't both know this. Taylor Swift hung up on him. It was 27 seconds because she hung up on him. What a petty, hung up on him, of absolute fucking pocket thing to say. She hung up on him and went on
1: the Ellen show and said, "Yeah, he broke up with me over a 27-second phone call. Girl, that could have been two hours, Taylor." (laughs) Oh, so out of line. Um, hilarious. Makes me almost wonder how much truth Joe like claimed. I wonder if it's a little bit in the middle obviously like he can't it can't be in the middle of what who hung up on who but who knows what he said yeah
0: he might have been like I don't want to do this anymore what are your thoughts on that and then she hung up on it. I'd hang up too or right. he been like I'd love to talk about our feelings because I don't know if I'm feeling this as strongly as you are and then she hung up on it we don't know what was said or he could have been super mean who knows what happened only joe and taylor but the fact that she specifically outlined that it was a 27 second phone call i know
1: she hung up on him she implied that he called her and was like hey break up with you bye click
0: yeah dude she's (laughs) such a drama queen again i get it i get it i am also a drama queen but drama queen i
1: do the same thing honestly
0: oh yeah i would absolutely put him on blast
1: if you've made it this far thanks for dealing with the crazy fangirl that is olivia when it comes to joe bros and Taylor Swift, obviously, which is why you're here. But, you know, Joe Bros.
0: <laughs> also, if you like this kind of content, obviously follow us on our Instagram at Podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. If you don't want to follow us for whatever reason, or if you don't have Instagram, I don't know. Who doesn't have Instagram right now? My boyfriend. But, you know, that's beyond the point. Um, oh. If you want to message us with any thoughts, opinions, ideas, you can also email us at TaylorNinPodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys. We want to know what you want to hear. And we want your opinions on some of the things we talk about because I'm sure there are plenty that are different from ours. Oh,
0: yeah. And your feedback has been helpful so far. We had no idea how much people love to hear about the muses behind her songs and the boys she's dated and the messy drama. We know that people love that. (laughs) so
1: fun. Keep giving us your feedback because it's helping us. What's next week? Next week is another pretty big week. Next week we cover... The infamous Kim Kardashian and Kanye West feud with Taylor and why she went radio silent in 2016. Kim Yay. This is a big one. This is a big one.
0: I'm so excited about that one. We're gonna have so much fun. Until then, my name is Danny. And I'm Olivia. See you next time.